welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, all that good stuff. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Donna DiMaggio-Berger on the line, and she is an attorney over at Becker. Uh, Donna, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I'm excited to get into uh, the work you're doing over there in Florida. Um, but before we get into that, let's start with your background. Um, how did you get how did you get your start in business? Well, you know, life is about surprises, and I did not know coming out of law school that I would wind up uh, working with community associations. If you'd asked me, you know, what's a condo, I would have looked at you. <laughs> <laughs> With a blank look in my eyes, but I, you know, wound up getting married uh, right out of law school, and my husband and I moved into a condo, and it was an eye-opening experience. Uh, and we 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 dealt with some situations that, looking back now, I think, okay, that was handled incorrectly by the board, and that was wrong by the manager. Um, but it kind of took on a life of its own. Uh, I wound up on this path because I had a child right away out of law school, and I had been working in downtown Miami uh, full-time uh, doing banking law and real estate. And uh, at that point, I um, was living in Aventura, and I was looking for something different. And this law firm, Becker, actually found me and said, hey, well, you know, we've got a flex time program. Uh, would you be interested in coming in? And I did. And they said, what do you know about condos? And I thought, I'll read the statute. How hard could it be? Famous last words. Uh, and, it, and it wound up being a lot more complicated than I knew as a 23-year-old attorney. Um, but that's that's pretty much how I got into it. I have to dance. Wow. So if you were, um, and, and I'll just throw this out there. Uh, so there's, I know there's some attorneys listening to this, and, and specifically that are, you know, exiting law school and thinking about, you know, what their next steps are. And, and um, I mean, what, what do you think about the, the profession? Do you think it's an interesting thing for them to pursue or to think about or? Well, you know, listen, I wanted to be an attorney and I and I actually think at this point and I knew that at thirteen, my you know, my mm. parents would tell you it's probably because I was argumentative. But I really thought that it was the career for me. Mm -hmm. the, I think it, today that if you want to go into the law, um, it should be something that interests you, not just a stop gap, not a um you know, I'll do I'll do this for three years and figure out later. And the reason I say that is because it's highly competitive, the market's very saturated, regardless of where you are. I mean, I'm situated, I'm talking to you from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but whether you're talking about LA or Chicago or New York or even small towns, you know, the market is fairly saturated. I have two kids. Um, one is a lawyer in New York City, second year associate at Weill, and the other one was going to go to law school, and I said, are you sure? And she wound up embarking on a career in, in, in the movie industry out in LA. So it really should be something that you love the law and that's something you want to explore, in my opinion, given how tough it is for lawyers mm. these days. Mm. Great, great advice. Um, I want to I wanna switch it up a bit. Let's get into talking. You mentioned um, a little bit about what you're doing, but let's get a little bit further. So what, what exactly are you doing at Becker and how are you helping your clients? Well, I'm doing a 
I feel like I'm doing a lot of stuff over here, wearing a lot of different hats. I am a partner in the Community Association Practice Group, and what that means is I represent condominiums, cooperative boards, and homeowners associations throughout the state, uh, and that can range in size from a little five-unit HOA off Las Olas Boulevard here in Fort Lauderdale to a you know 16,000-lot um, master Association in Southwest Florida. It really does run the gamut, and there are so many different areas of law that impact. I mean, you've got people in all. I know you've got, Adam, a lot of CEOs and entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast and, and, and particularly listen to your advice. Many of those people go home, and you know where they go home to? Associations, to their condos and their homeowners associations, and they have to follow the rules like everybody else. So hopefully they're either serving on their boards um, or they're attending meetings because, you know, that's where they live and that's their investment. I'm also a registered lobbyist, so I, uh, I, we just finished our 60-day legislative session here in Florida and we monitor the, the bills that come out of Tallahassee that impact people living in these communities. So that's another thing that should only be a few months engagement, but it winds up being a little bit more of a time commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, so are there any are there any trends or themes that you're noticing in going on in your industry right now? Oh god, there's a lot of there's a lot of trends in the law, you know, in the broader, you know, because our firm is a full service. We do we do everything. We've got a very vibrant construction defect practice, a very vibrant real estate and governmental law practice. Um, litigation as well, and then we have some niche practices. Community association, the practice group I'm in, has been, you know, a, a stronghold for the firm for decades. What am I noticing? Well, there's also, you know, unfortunately, there's a a very um, large trend towards commoditizing what lawyers do. So clients are often asking, how much is this going to cost? Hourly rate, and you know, one of the things that we try to do is educate clients that your your hourly rate is just one yardstick by which to measure value. There are so many other important um, yardsticks that you should be using, including when your attorney communicates, can you understand it? Um, are you getting somebody with expertise? We are, you know, at Becker, we're proud. Most of our attorneys in our construction defect, in our real estate, in our community association, we're all board certified. It's like taking the bar exam twice, but it does help clients understand if if they're savvy enough to know when they're doing their due diligence on selecting an attorney, does this attorney have the expertise to, to handle the project or the case we're going to send over? That makes a that makes a lot of sense, and I, I think that's a great reminder um, of of you know when commodities. There's other industries that that's happening, right? Like sometimes like the investment advisory space and a lot of other things. And it's like uh, commoditization doesn't always work <laughs> for other no. for other things. We're in a, you, you find yourself in a ra- you find yourself in a race to the bottom, and and you know we've fought back on that, and I know I personally have fought back on that because I'm not going to engage in that. If I go to an interview, you know, I'm going to talk to the, I'm going to talk to that board as if they're already my client, and I'm going to lay out for them what they need to do. I'm going to find out what their goals are, what their challenges are. But if they're looking to me, and the only question they ask me after all of that is, "What's your hourly rate?" <laughs> I know that that is probably not the client for me. Mm, makes a lot of sense. Um, is there any? Is there anything? Um, you know, obviously you're in Florida, deal with a lot of with uh, different associations from many different sizes, as you mentioned. Um, any trends going on there in the whole in the condo world? 
Uh, well, you know, we're we're back in a healthy real estate environment. Knockwood, I hope it it, it lasts uh, long, a long time. We've got a lot. I'm looking out my window as I'm talking to you, and I'm surrounded by cranes. Um, you know, we're not. Our firm is also in New York and New Jersey and D.C. Um, and if we go to any other markets, if I go to Nashville, I'm going to see cranes. If I if I go to New Jersey, I'm going to see cranes. We're, we're seeing a lot of units being built. Um, so. So that's a, that's one trend that we're going to continue to see healthy growth, I think, in the condo market. One unfortunate trend we may have in the state of Florida is when when your legislature is making it difficult for volunteers to serve on these boards, or perhaps they're you know look people are people have limited time right now, so to get mm-hmm. them to even agree to serve on a board is one thing, but if they start feeling as if the cards are stacked against them in terms of the local laws. That becomes even hard, an even harder sell to get good people to serve on the board. So one thing I would urge, because of the work I do with the legislature, is get a balanced view of what's really needed to operate and administer these communities. Because if you're too heavy-handed in your legislative approach to what boards can do, um, it's going to be even harder to get those good people serving on the boards. Oh yeah, definitely. I can I can see that happening, and uh, it's difficult. I mean, there's a lot of you know if you're especially on the volunteer basis, how much liability you want to take and undertake. You're already giving your time. Uh, it's like, at what point does it stop? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I've written a blog for 15 years, and I always think, oh, I've written everything. And then always there's something else. But I, but normally I have people, they read the blog, they love it. But one time I wrote a blog, and it was kind of tongue-in-cheek, and I suggested we should have a condo draft. So if you buy a unit, your number comes up, you got to serve on the board, right? I got hate mail for that one. That was the only one where people did not see the humor in the suggestion to actually have to serve like you would for a jury. Oh, my gosh. But what an amazing idea. <laughs> well, right, you take all the politics out of the elections because people always say, I didn't get on the board because it was rigged or something like that. Well, you got your number. Your number came up. You're serving on the board. <laughs> That's awesome. I've never – you got hate mail. That's just wonderful. Mm. It <laughs> um, wasn't well received. I didn't think so, Donna. <laughs> well, hey, if somebody wants to learn more about uh, Becker, what's the best way for them to reach out, Donna? Well, I would suggest going to our website. It's very comprehensive. It's beautiful, and it's new, and it's www.beckerlawyers.com. And uh, if you go to People, you'll find me under the B's for Burger. And also, you may want to check out, I'm on LinkedIn um, under my full name, Donna DiMaggio Berger. And that blog I've written for 15 years now is communityassociationlawblog.com. Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, Donna, I really want to thank you for coming on the show and teaching us more about what you do and trends in your industry. And to the um, audience, as always, I appreciate you tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe, leave me a review, uh, do all those great things we do to uh, uh, support our podcasters. I really appreciate it. And, Donna, thanks again for coming on the show. Adam, you've got a great podcast. Thanks for having me. 